Good morning. Can you hear me in back? Okay. So I bring you greetings from your Dharma siblings at San Antonio Zensen. It's hot there. <laughs> dry. Dry. Very dry. Yes. But the Dharma nourishes. Rain, rain falls equally. I'd like to thank Galen Ocean for inviting me to come and give a talk. Also, it's a complete friendship and your mentorship all these many years. So this morning for service, <laughs> all clear. Clear. Okay. For, as part of morning service this morning, we chanted the Metta Sutta, the loving kindness. Meditation. So metta is one of the four Ramabaharas. And um, it's loving kindness. And there are a couple of lines that, that are very crucial. They are let no one deceive another nor despise any being in any state. None by anger or hatred wish harm to another. It almost summarizes the entire loving kindness meditate uh, sutra in those two lines. Let no one deceive another, nor despise any being in any state. Let none by anger or hatred wish harm to another. This is really where our in a way our practice becomes personal in that we really paying attention to our relationship with people around us. So no matter how people are manifesting themselves around us, we vow not to despise them. Whatever state they're in, we're just not going to go there. We're not going to despise. That's a, that's a slippery word to despise because it's it's a kind of increased slope. Mm -hmm. 
they may have a feeling about someone. And the next thing we know, it's a full-on story <laughs> about the qualities that we're imputing to them. Whether they're happy, whether they're sad, whether they're angry, doesn't matter. Let no one deceive another nor despise any being in any state. So no matter how they manifest their beingness, we watch our response, we watch our reactions. But more importantly, no matter what state we are in, we vow not to dis- not to deceive another nor despise anyone, which brings the practice so much closer. It really requires that we pay attention to what's going on inside. It's like if we have low blood sugar, some of us get a little cranky, right? <laughs> You have to be careful. It's an easy one. It's an easy one. Okay, get something to eat. Things might look a little better. Or when you know that we're prone to maybe habitual ways of being that aren't conducive to happiness of self or others. Oh, yeah, this one's... The way this person is manifesting is triggering something in me. I need to take care of. I need to take care of this so I don't hose them down with my opinions. My my hatred. So over and over we come back. We come back because how we How we are in this world dictates really kind of how the world is. Someone uh, told me that there's a um, there's a, a psychologist whose acronym for working with clients in therapy was WAIT. It stands for why am I talking? <laughs> so when we're noticing an unhealthy mind state arise, it gets why am I talking? Or why am I reacting? Why am I acting out? And also as part of that, we we work on not despising ourselves or deceiving ourselves. It's part of it. Oh, my my dislike of this person is totally justified. No. No. No one's worthy of hatred including ourselves. 
no matter what our story about that is. We're the ones that have to live with ourselves. It's really important not to deceive or despise ourselves, no matter what state we're in. So it's, it's like that onion, just layer after layer after layer. You see this sometimes at uh, Tassahara during practice periods. You'll have some folks who are just blissed out of their minds <laughs> to be there and to be hearing the teachings. Their feet aren't touching the ground. <laughs> and then there's other folks who really resent those folks. <laughs> what right has she got to be happy? Have a three fifty this morning. Was he not tired? Chant this again. <laughs> There's a story about um, a guy who goes to a monastery. So he checks in and he's told when he gets there, we keep strict silence here. Strict silence. But once a year, you get to meet with the abbot and you get to see two words. Yeah. So the first year goes by. And the guy goes in to meet, the monk goes in to meet, or the novice goes in to meet with the abbot. And the abbot says, how's, how's it going? And the monk says, so tired. <laughs> and he goes back into silence for a year. <laughs> Next time he goes to meet with the abbot, it says, how's he going? And um, novice says, food, bad. He <laughs> <laughs> goes back in the silence. A few weeks later, he asks to see the abbot. He goes in to meet with the abbot and says, that's it, I'm out of here. You know, this is just too much. And the abbot was quiet for a second and said, I'm not surprised. You've done nothing but complain since you got here. <laughs> we can always find something to dislike or to despise. We can, we, you know, what's, there's an old expression in that familiarity breeds contempt. So you know, if we look long enough, we look hard enough, we can always find something to dislike in something. But can we look long enough and look hard enough to find something to like about someone, to enjoy, to appreciate? Can we have that appreciation for ourselves, some part of ourselves maybe? So it's easy. It's easy to find someone. We're just uh, 
little selection machines, right? That we just, we just pick what we want. So let none by anger or hatred wish harm to another. This loving kindness meditation, this practice of the practice of the Brahmaviharas are really, really helpful for those of us with sharp edges. And when I mean sharp, I mean diamonds sharp, hard, hard. They seem like they'll never go away. You really have to cultivate, cultivate it. And as they say in the cover, you fake it till you make it. <laughs> you know? It's like, mm. Mm. Yes, what would it be like if I didn't hate? What would it be like if I didn't despise? What would it be like if I didn't wish harm? A couple of years ago, there was, uh, I think around this time, there was a prominent political figure who um, came down with COVID. And uh, it seemed like everywhere people were awash with schadenfreude. Schadenfreude is taking pleasure in the misfortune of others. This is the opposite of sympathetic joy. The Schadenfreude is. We don't want anyone to catch cold. We don't want anyone to get sick. And when we look at it, this is, this is really a form of malice, Schadenfreude, which is a root of hatred. So we get to check those impulses. But none by anger or hatred which harm to another. Mm. Usually rebounds. Usually, you know, a friend of mine once called it the, the the bittersweet taste of self-righteousness. <laughs> just brings harm. Just brings harm to self and others. No matter how justified we think we are. And we're rarely justified. This loving kindness uh, has an antidote very much like in the way this cultivation is very much like in the way you, you plant crops. You bring in a deep plow, it turns over the, the stuff that you don't want, the stuff that's growing that you don't want. And you come in with the discs and break that up. Come in with the harrow, break that up. 
you seed it and then you screen it to keep the birds out of the seed. And then you hope it rains, but not too much. There's a there's a uh, there's an active element to this cultivation. We uh, it doesn't help much to just wish that it happens. And this is why we call it practice. This is why it's called practice. We just we keep working at it, keep working at it, even when we fall short. We bring that spacious mind to, to ourselves that we've fallen short. We make amends if we've created and made a reach. Like they say at the Shuso ceremony, you know, I've got to keep trying. I'll do better. And that's, that's the discipline of our practice, remembering our intentions. Remembering our intentions not to create, not to create harm. Not to despise or deceive any being in any state. And part of this is giving this space for people to change. Maybe someone longed us a long time ago. And if we're still holding on to that, we're holding on to some kind of cartoon image of them as they are, but really as they were. However long ago this happened, might have been five minutes ago. But we just can't know enough about someone. Past character judgments can't know enough about ourselves to pass character judgments on ourselves. So all of this becomes a biological imperative for the well-being of people. We are living in a time where we really need as much spaciousness mm. as we can generate. Mm. And um, at the end of chapter one of the Dhammapada, it says, usually how it's translated is, is hate is never overcome by hate. By love alone is it. Overcome. The actual translation is hate is never overcome by hate. Hate is overcome by not hating. So it's a simple request. You know, how someone really, really, really pushes their buttons, you know, and maybe even they think they're intentionally trying to make this crazy. You don't have to love them, you can just not hate them. That's always an option. Is taking the path of non-hatred. 
It's a jump to go from hatred to love. But the middle ground is really that not hatred to love. I'm not going to go there with you. Yeah. Or with me or with whoever. So give it a try. Try it out. There's nothing, there's nothing at risk. And everything to the game. Maybe the maybe our motto should be when in doubt, try it out. <laughs> you know, it's practicing. Even if we don't, even if we're not feeling it, just see what happens. It's not going to be lost. Thank you very much. <laughs>